Um, I asked Charlie Harari, who's been with us for a long, long time, and you'll hear him, by the way, in his regular slide right after JMNAM this morning. I asked him to join me this morning for two purposes, one to discuss Rosh Hashanah and one, frankly, to celebrate with me what's going to be tomorrow, my 37th anniversary here at JM in the AM, and he agreed graciously to do both. The aforementioned Charlie Harari with his live via telephone. Good morning and a happy, healthy, and sweet new year to you. Good morning, Nachum, and it's an honor to be on your show again. What a highlight, man. I love it. I appreciate it. You're ending the year on a high note, huh? <laughs> Always. Anytime I get to be on your show, it's a high note. I appreciate that. Well, let's start with Russia shutdown. I wonder. I was thinking about this as I was walking home yesterday, and I said, "Oh, this would be the perfect thing to say to Charlie, especially in front of thousands of people." Uh, uh, do you follow the same script that I do tomorrow night, Charlie? Do you give yourself a pep talk that this is going to be the start of uh, of a consecutive streak of amazing tefillot of Kriyashma with incredible kavana, incredible intent, incredible concentration, and saying each and every word, and making sure that finally this year, 5781, this commitment that I make every single year to really motor through the tefillot, not, not quickly, but as, 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 um, as appropriately as possible, will finally happen. And maybe it's possible, and again, I only speak for myself, maybe it's possible that as even Rosh Hashanah progresses, <laughs> you realize that this DiMaggio-type streak that you're after uh, may not actually last. Do you go through a similar script tomorrow night? I begin. I, I begin with that as well, but I try to. I try to remind myself that Rosh Hashanah is God's day, and that I have to. And it's hard, but I have to balance between davening in order to get a good year for myself and transition to davening because we're coordinating the king and it's about Hashem. It's like the story of the dad and mom who are sucking up all of the, the, the spotlight during their kid's wedding. And they have to remind themselves that, yes, you can have your friends, and yet, but it is the day, it's someone else's day. And, and to me, that sort of ch- starts to change that, that, that it, it, it turns the corner for me. But doesn't, but do, really what I'm after. But doesn't incredible concentration and prayer make God's day? When we do that, isn't that something that would really, uh, 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 that would make him celebrate on this coronation day? For sure. It's just a question of the intention. You know, when I was younger, I'm, I'm trying now, I'm telling him, I'm growing together with everybody else. So when I was younger, and I was unaware of God's focus. It was more like, you know, they told us growing up, like, if you want a good year, step up. Like, it's Amazon dot dot. Like, this is it. This is like, you know, this is like whatever, this is the equivalent of Black Friday for us. Whatever it is that we got, this is it. Like, this is the season, so step up. And if you can step up on Amazon dot God day, he'll give you a good year and take care of your kids and give you a lot of money. And like, okay, and like, we don't really want to be there. And we don't really want to dive in long, but like, you know, we do it because we're Jews and we bought into that system. And so the, the day sort of becomes this sort of like game that we play, which is, I'm really diving for you, Hashem. Is this over yet? Like, I oh, know I'm really diving for you, Hashem. Like, are we done yet? Like, are we are, like, you know, like I was telling this once, like, the, for some people, the, their, their, their best 
night of the year, I think we spoke about this together, me and you, the best night of the year is Muscle Young Kipper, right? right? And you're in the middle of that second bagel, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is the longest point on the calendar, so i got to do this again. Like, right. It's like a game that we play. You know, it's, like, it's not real, but it's cute, and it's nice, and it's sweet. And I don't mean to take away from it, but it's just not where we need to be going. Uh, are you and, looking – I'm sorry, go ahead. Go on. So, yeah, but I'm saying – and to remind ourselves that, wait, wait, this isn't about me. Right. This isn't about dot, even davening for me. And some people can't even do – some people, and myself included, you have to retrain yourself because it's been so many years of just showing up to get something from God that we don't even have the muscles that will – we don't even know what to do. Like, we're thinking, like, wait, wait, if it's for Hashem and not for me, then, like, do I need to be here? How does this work? It's a whole new way of seeing it. And it sounds like, from the way you're describing it, that we need to understand how important this is. In other words, whatever the focus of the holiday is supposed to be, whatever the focus of our prayers during that holiday is supposed to be, we really need to try our hardest to get it to be in that direction, to get it to be in that category. Oh, absolutely. And if you look through the tefillahs, the, the chazal lay it out for us. Like they're, like they're not leaving much to chance. There's no mention of us the whole way through. There's no mention of I'm sorry. There's really very little. Like we have a little bit, I don't know, I don't know about Ashkenazim, but by the Sephardim we have like Ladavid and we say a little thing for Parnassah on on, at night. But like if you go through the, the, the tefillahs, but for Nisanatokif, which is really an Ashkenazi thing, Sephardim don't have Nisanatokif, there's very little focus on us at all. Yeah, maybe Avina Malkana would be the only exception, right? Yeah, exactly. Avina Malkana would be, but, and especially yeah. this year with Shabbos. And right. even, but really what Chazal is telling us, like, look at the words. Like, tr- we, we got it. Here's the words. The words are, we hope Hashem wins. We hope the world knows you. We hope the world bows to you. We hope, like, the entire tefillos really are centered around... Hashem, I'm honored to be in your nation. I'm honored to be your kid. You know, it's funny. I'm pe- honored. It's funny. People ask us to keep them in mind during tefillah. People ask, you know, we need this, we need that, this person needs this, this person needs that. And as you're pointing out, for those of us especially familiar with the liturgy, there's very little of that. Very little of that. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's, it's almost non-existent. And now, it's okay to ask for things, because the asking for things is a recognition that God gives it. So that's okay. And you can daven for the things you want to daven for. And you can daven for Hashem to be there for you and take care of even your most mundane needs. But the central focus of the day in how we talk around the table and how we act to our families, it's got to be a day of simcha, a day of... We're honored to be in this nation, like we're having a coronation for the king, and we want that should be the central feeling of the day. And we may, may, we may not do this right or that right, but it's, it's this general sense that we're, we're the luckiest nation in the world, we're honored to be here, and we want to do the things, whether it's dominating or the meals, we want to do the things that while Hashem comes into the world, so to speak, and His presence is felt more than right. typical, He looks down and is proud of us. I, I still have to believe that you fall for the same thing that I do, because Rosh Hashanah is such an important demarcation, and, and you use it as an opportunity to say, here is you know, the beginning of the, you know, of the next stage of how I'm going to do things and how I'm going to you know, try my hardest to observe certain things. I mean, am, I, am, I, am I the only one who does that? Am I, am I the I'm only totally one? do that. No, you, okay, good. You made, me, totally feel, you made me feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I'm totally with you. This is it. You know, this slate, new season, you know what I'm saying? Like, for sure. Like it's a, Everybody, it's, what, what do they say? Year, what do they say? Right? Everybody's in first place on opening day, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. 
And there's, by the way, there's, there's a pasuk on this. You know, this. My Rebbe would say, you know, Rav is a great line. Rav is a big Yankee fan. Really? So Rav well, good, yeah, good to hear. So what, one of his famous lines is that two cycles ago on on um, on, on the first day of the daf, two cycles ago, someone said to him, Rebbe, look at this. The, sh- the shul's packed with people that go to the daf. And Ramriger said, he says, even Shea Stadium is packed on opening day. Even the poor bets always have to be the subject. <laughs> That's hilarious. But there's a Pusik. There's a Pusik that proves your point, right? We say, Hashana ad Acharis Shana. And there's the, 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 this Pusik. And right. the, 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 we touch it as. Every year, Miracious in the beginning is Hashanah. This is the year. Right. The afterwards, when you get to the end, it's just Shana. Okay, it was another year. But like we always, but it's good to start strong. Better start strong than not. You know, I had, I, I think I discussed it with you. I had a, a cute little thing that I said when, when we were experiencing Corona during Pesach, and I spoke about how this year, you know, uh, Yuntif led into Shabbos, and next year it's. Shabbos into Yuntav on Pesach, we're, we're hoping for the exact opposite in 5781 that we had in 5780. And I was saying to myself, I wonder what I could you know, think about regarding COVID and Rosh Hashanah. And, and one of the things that hit me, and I know this is very balabatish, but remember, folks, I'm, I'm, I'm the average guy out there. <laughs> you know, I'm no scholar. Uh, but I was thinking that, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that we are experiencing a Rosh Hashanah where we only blow shofar on one day instead of both, because if in fact... The chauffeur is a wake-up call. I think this whole year in advance of 5781 has been a wake-up call, and we really only need one day of chauffeur to remind us about the real wake-up call because if uh, anybody who has, and believe me, the entire world has, anybody who's been through this experience since Purim over all these months, I think it's a big wake-up call in terms of who's in charge. Absolutely. And, in fact, I remember reading once um, a whole whole word on this, how – the chauffeur is critical for us in terms of our din and moves Hashem from the Kisei din to Rachim. And I, I remember reading that the years in which you only blow chauffeur once, it's not a normal year. Unfortunately, it could be challenging, hopefully not, but it could be even more incredible because right. we're relying on a much higher sort of place of protection, which is Shabbos, Main Olam Haba. I think the Lubavitch Rebbe spoke, yeah. spoke about this, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Maybe and and this this concept that we're walking into a non-normal year is, right. is, is familiar to us. And to me, I, I you know usually you know you need the chauffeur, you know you got it, and Hashem is in the right space, and everything is good, and it makes you feel. But to me, I'm actually excited about Shabbos being first because I feel like we need that next level of that that kedusha of Shabbos, that enveloping love that Hashem gives us every Shabbos to like on Rosh Hashanah that like. That like combination, that chemical compound of Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos. I feel like we get that this year. God's like, I got something special for you guys. Like, don't worry, I got right. something special. It's you know, I worked it out that this year, when you come on the first day of right, because the first day of Rosh Hashanah really is what's called Dina Kasha. It's the harder, harsher, or the more stricter of the two days. So to walk in on the Dina Kasha on a Shabbos, it really does. It's like as if, like you know, Hashem is putting out his arms and like saying, "Don't worry, I got you guys." That's how I'm seeing it. So, knowing that uh, some people, knowing that some people are uncomfortable, understandably so, when it comes to gathering, and knowing that nothing's going to be normal. I mean, it, where, where I'm davening, we, we have we have as close to a normal circumstance as possible, but we need to be in a different location. So, nothing's totally you know what you're used to uh, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah Kippur this year. Uh, do you think that will have a big effect on your personal approach to the holiday, or it's something you can completely ignore and get into things tomorrow night like you always do? 
I think it, 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 it allows us to focus on what's important. Um, and when we look at Rosh Hashanah as my day, then we get particular about everything being the way I like it. When we look at Rosh Hashanah as being Hashem's day, mm. then our focus is, Hashem, what do you need of me? Like, you need me to take the hill? I'll take the hill. You need me to go to watch the border? I'll watch the border. You need me to, like, shovel? Like, whatever it is. Like, you're the king. Like, tell me what you need, and I'm yours. When our focus is, I'm yours, tell me what you need, I'm yours, on you, Rosh Hashanah. You need me to wear a mask during davening? I'm yours. Yeah, I'm good. You need me to be home? Fine. Like, when that, we can do things potentially this year that we may not be able to do in other years because of this. In other years, we may be relying on each other, on the chazan, on my same seat, on the familiarity. All the stuff may be driving us. But this year, we have a unique opportunity to stand before Hashem Rosh Hashanah in a totally, like you said, no matter, even if it's normal, it's not normal. Right? Even if you're in the same seat and you got a mask on, that's not normal. Like, it's just not normal. Yeah. And even if you're in a shul and you're used to hearing the tunes and the shul is, is minimizing certain kapitlach, and so it, it initially you'd be like, that's great, but, and then as you're in it, you're like, no, nah, I like that. I needed that. Like, that was the, the, my, my accelerator. <laughs> so I was, somebody was telling me about a session they were having with their rabbis about, because now, now everybody you turn to is about tefillah because you know, there's so many people have to right. make services. And they, and they said, no, there's no singing. There's no piyutun. There's nothing. Well, do you want me to, oh, you can't not do that. Well, sure, well, you can't not say, you know, like everything, right. everything was like, no, <laughs> I mean, it's tradition. We have to do that, but we're not supposed to be doing any of it. I know, but we have to do that. <laughs> right. right. And like, that's the thing. You're sitting in the shul going like, wait, last year I had, I had this, this tremendous baltfila. I love this part of the song. I love it. And I said, you're like, wait, that guy got up for Shabbos for Shabbos. Wait, he's going 100 miles an hour rushing Shabbos like you're home at 1030 going like, what are we doing here? And it's not a regular Shabbos. It's a Rosh Hashanah. So we have, but we have a chance. Like we have a chance. And I remember hearing this once, someone telling me that whenever you see disruption, there are new leaders that emerge in right. business, in the economy, politically, whenever you see disruption, it's a, it's a world of new leaders. And I think we have to see ourselves this way. So it used to be that I relied on the coattails of the rabbi and the chazan to get me through a large part of the day, and I'm good. Now that's not going to happen. So I have to rely on myself. I have to rely on my family. I have to inspire my family more. I have to think more what's going to happen at the meal. I'm going to be in the house longer. I got to make the house more more spiritual. I can't yeah. roll in and let other people take me there. There are people davening in their apartments and in their homes. Yeah. Well, they have to take it upon themselves to make it fun and exciting and to and to pause and if you've got kids in the house and to make and to sing and to remember the old tunes like someone said to me that what he's going to do is he's going to take the tunes of the davening that they're cutting and he's going to sing it with his family around the table yep. like that's awesome they may not yep. say the exact words but to yep. keep labor kite that's going to rely on me and you and all of us so what hashem is doing is he's making us all leaders now. He's building the Mamlechas Kohanim that we were all supposed to be. And I think it could be a tremendous opportunity yeah. that we never had before and will be better from it. And when you point out, we're, I mean, we had Gedalia Zlatowicz on yesterday. He said, you know, it, a lot of people don't realize that it, there are people, even regular Balabatim, not just yeshivas, regular Balabatim, who don't even walk into their house till 2, 3 o'clock on Rosh Hashanah afternoon, you know, to start their meal. 
And now we're gonna. A lot of people are gonna have a much, much longer day on Rosh Hashanah to deal with family and to really enhance the time that they can spend with their families. You just described, and that's something that we should point out. I also want to point out that because you just reminded me of it when you said about people davening alone. I, I don't think people realize, and I'm getting this anecdotally from unfortunately a lot of places. Uh, I don't think people realize how many how many people will likely not hear show for this yontif. Because they are not making the people who are stuck at home and are alone, for whatever reason, it could be their mood or or, or they're afraid to go out of their house. Whatever reason, they're not making the the, the regular arrangements that they might make uh, to make sure to hear chauffeur somewhere. So if you know somebody who is alone and you care about them, try to just follow up and make sure that they're comfortable enough, and maybe you could help them uh, in terms of hearing chauffeur on Sunday. Uh, we don't want to forget that's one of the most important things about the holiday is hearing the chauffeur, and we don't want to deprive people who are alone or feel out of place uh, going somewhere um, you know, from hearing it. So I just wanted to mention that because yeah. you had, you had uh, touched on that. Um, Charlie Harari is uh, going to be heard at 9 a.m. Eastern time, as he is every single Thursday for us, 10 minutes from now here at the Nahum Siegel Network. He has uh, graciously uh, agreed to um, uh, give his... Uh, a book, Unlocking Greatness, to all those donors to our campaign who are giving $250 or more, which I thank him for very, very much. And, Charlie, I literally, if you if you want to limit it to one or two sentences, you may. I just want to get your uh, encouragement um, uh, in front of this audience about the efforts that we make every single day at JMM and the Nahum Siegel Network. And, of course, I'm unabashedly reminding everybody that tomorrow – Era of Rosh Hashanah, because I began Era of Rosh Hashanah in 1983. Era of Rosh Hashanah is my 37th anniversary. You know something, Mr. Harari? Can I tell you something? You 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 know yourself because you're in the corporate world and you're in the uh, religious world. Uh, you know that 25 is a big number and a big anniversary, and 30 is a big. But when you start getting to 35, 36, 37, we're talking about a whole new level. Don't you agree? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! This is this is like forget about it. This is, the, we, this is what we call like the gray hair anniversary. You've been doing this for so long. Are you kidding? This is the greatest accomplishment, and I really want to just sort of encourage everybody listening. One of the one of the great lessons that we learn in life is to never forget those that are there for you all the time. For the moms and the dads that are listening, they're constantly reminding their adult children in a, in their way. Don't forget us. We were with you every day when you needed us. And now that you're big and independent, don't forget those that are with you every day. And one thing that I really want to encourage all the listeners is, Nachum Siegel is there for you every single day. Rain, snow, sleet, shine. He feels good. He doesn't feel good. Good day, bad day, in the mood, not in the mood. He stands up and he inspires. And that is requires us to be makirtov. And so many times in life, the people that will be there for us no matter what seem to get in the back of a line. And the latest thing pops up, and the latest exciting thing gets in front of us, and in the shiny object we start to turn our attention to. Because we know in the back of our mind, like they'll be there for us no matter what. And Nahum and his team and himself have really been there for us, Every day, no matter what, inspiring, educating, directing, being the source of connection that all of us have in this community. And I encourage everybody to not only be able to give so that this continues, but more importantly, to give out of a sense of hakaras hatov, out of gratitude, 
that we have people like this in our nation, and they should know and feel the love, the support, so that we can be doing this until Hashem looks down and brings us to Yerushalayim and Mitzvah Hashem soon. I thank you for that. And by the way, I'm so glad you mentioned community, because this has been a very strange year, and we've now communicated with our audience by mail twice during Corona. Uh, The first time we quoted one of our listeners who said that we need you now more than ever, because I had quoted a listener who gave uh, a certain amount each year, and this time gave 10 times the amount. And I was like, wow, you know, I called them and I said, thank you. But yeah, and, and they said to me, we need you now more than ever. And that was the theme of that mailing. And then this time around, um, the letter that people received in the mail uh, says, uh, listener Michael Zions of Hamilton, Ontario, put it best when he wrote to us in July and said, you are a light in this corona gloom. Charlie just, mm. Charlie just said, community, everybody. You know that this has been even more attractive to the worldwide audience. We have been even more attractive to the worldwide audience over the last few months because people are so desperately seeking community. No shul, no kiddish, no events, no dinners, no family in many cases, no camaraderie. A lot of people were searching for community, and that's why our audience has grown like crazy over the last few months, and we feel it every single day. So please, for that and for all the other reasons that Charlie mentioned, utilize the website fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and whether it's through the mail or any other system, uh, we thank you for supporting our Rosh Hashanah campaign. Charlie, I say thank you, and I say Shana Tova Tivava Tova, and that we should continue together to inspire people and really bring, I hope, a wonderful, fantastic 5781 to everybody out there. Amen. Thank you again for everything, Nachum, and this should be the best year of our lives, and every year after, which it could only get better. Amen. Thank you so much. The great Charlie Harari, Thursday morning, JM in the AM.